Life is a state of mind. What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss? You don't play by the same rules. Sue me for having a life. Let's talk about something important. This is The Brian Suits Show. I have no misgivings about or lack of confidence in the cause in which I am engaged. And my courage does not halt or falter. I know how American civilization now leans upon the triumph of the government. You're right. That is more entertaining than a Supreme yeah, Court oral I'm argument. Rushing right home and watching. 1812, our nation's capital came under violent assault. For the first time in history, the attack was incited by a sitting president of the United States. And how to great a debt we owe to those who went before us yeah, through I'm the blood with and suffering. Guy, disembodied voice, reading a letter. Wow, well, previous generations were so much more well-spoken. <laughs> I know, and that's that's the thing. Verily, though I put these words down on parchment. Falter. I know how American civilization... You know, what's funny, not, you know, I, over the years I've grown less of a fan of Ken Burns, but that, that haunting violin solo, mm-hmm. not old-timey. He found that, it was written like in 1985. Right, right. It, it, but it sounds like it ought to be old timey. <laughs> Not even old timey like the Foggy Bottom Boys, you know, or something. But it's well, it's better than the music they're using for the current. I have no misgivings Supreme about. Hearing. Yeah, pump up the what we're hearing. Constitution. Right My friend relies on a claimed difference between an office under and an officer of the United States. But this case does not come down to mere prepositions. The two phrases are two sides of the same coin, referring to any federal office. Or- okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I don't want to minimize what may be one of the most, no. uh, you know, pivotal. Could be a landmark uh, case. A one of those pivotal uh, f- uh, fulcrum-like moments in, in, in American history. There you go. It's just that. Um, I, I don't see them taking a guy off the ballot, not letting Americans vote, have a choice to vote for someone, and because of your commitment to democracy or something. But it's not the Supreme Court's job to consider the potential fallout. But how can decisions. they not, sir? I have no misgivings about or. Do you wish? Do you wish civil war? <laughs> examples, um, and by contemporaneous, I mean uh, shortly after. Okay. Is that, uh, is that, um, Clarence Thomas? Eight's, uh, disqualified national candidates, not its own candidates, but national candidates. The only example I can. Yes, yes, it was. There was a movement, some, somebody, uh, like, uh, Chris Murphy from Connecticut was, was or I say calling on, uh, that, that Clarence Thomas to recuse himself because his wife, Jenny, was so leggings deep in uh, the pro-Trump stuff and all that. And, I mean, the next step would be to take the three Trump appointees and uh, and insist uh, that they recuse themselves from this argument. And then you would have um, a 3-2 a liberal majority. And, I mean, that's what it's all they're doing. Is it's that naked. So, uh, so anyway, and if you took the three Trump appointees off, it would be three-three conservative, old schooly uh, conservative, with uh, liberal with the, the three female uh, liberals, but one of the conservatives would be old schooly Clarence Thomas, um, and uh, and stuff. But 
Anyway, that's the extent of my interest in the actual oral arguments. Uh, I'll, I'll read the transcript is what I'm what I'm saying, sir, with, with an old-timey soundtrack. Lack of confidence in the cause in which I am engaged. And my courage does... And we'll kick that off at 6 a.m. tomorrow, <laughs> I think. Um, so the good thing we're on public radio because they're like un... un uh, unemceed. Just let's go back to the oral arguments. Not halt or falter. I know how American civilization now leads. Chris would not see them. Other than the example I gave, no, but again, you're... Let's break away so we can have another pledge drive. So speaking of uh, commercial market-driven uh, radio, uh, by the way, folks, so thank you all. It's Today's our two-year anniversary, as you can tell uh, we we have uh, highlights and best of and that uh, comp that montage of best of uh, that we did uh, that, that was that brought a tear to the eye, and it's been two years and our streaming numbers are uh, spectacular. I say through the so. roof. Um, they're they're high fiving in Salt Lake uh, here. You like it, I must say. And we're um, so we're we're the most streamed this three hour show. Most downloaded show between Most KTTH and our sister station, Cairo. Well done, sir. Um, and more downloaded this three hours uh, than uh, all of Cairo. I know. So anyway, it's pretty exciting. To think I started there. Government and how great a debt we owe to those who went. So anyway. Um, but anyway, and for the record, I'm going to be sticking around until they fire me, which will won't be for two years. I signed. I signed on. To stick around for two more years. Extension much? Yeah. Nice. And um, so that'll be neat because it's going to be a rollicking year, I say. If, if we're starting the year with uh, with this event, with, with these perambulations, I say, I say so, then, then uh, with this kind of classic top-notch radio, then... Before example. the blood and suffering of the revolution. So there. And people can tell we plan out every second yeah. of this program. Nothing um, is done on the fly. <clears throat> And I gotta say, one 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 advantage that we have in the morning that I'm I'm never gonna hand over is that you know we're we're driven by the East Coast, and I'm not gonna wait 24 hours to react to something that I I can react to the second I hear it, uh, and so I like if if news breaks, you know you're gonna you're gonna hear it um, right here. And I'm a bit remiss because there was a yeah. Here's the thing. When the popo and the sheriff's department or the police show up because there's someone has called um, and reported domestic violence and holding someone against uh, their will with a weapon, your the baller move is not to uh, rush the responding deputies with that weapon because you're going to spend the night in Harborview. Right, and this happened right around 10:20 last night, and several hours have gone on, and it is still very much an active investigation. That's actually Snohomish police that has the apartment complex blocked off there, but we have seen multiple agencies, patrol cars coming and going all throughout this morning. And this is Victor Vicky Torres from uh, Channel 13. He's up there on the Bothell Everett uh, Highway. This is the 20,000 block of Bothell Everett. At highway again this happened just before 10 30 last night we know now that the snohomish county multiple agency response team also known as smart is handling this investigation for a deputy involved shooting according to snohomish county deputies they found a 29 year old man who was barricaded inside of anyway i don't know if she's walking out in the middle of the highway or whatever but um a 29 year old man was holding a 56 year old woman 
whatever their relationship was to make a DV. Uh, and she doesn't get into it or was hit by a car or something. But uh, anyway, the individual chose uh, rushed the deputies on his uh, roulette wheel. The sheriff's office says that the suspect charged at deputies with a weapon and a second deputy at the scene shot and hit the suspect. That suspect was then taken to the Harborview Medical Center for treatment. And his roulette wheel uh, landed on recovering uh, and stable uh, as opposed to uh, dead and stupid. So, so again, uh, if unless that's your your goal, uh, I, I I suppose. Um, well, so uh, meanwhile, here in uh, locally, well, not locally, uh, the the hearing you're not hearing from um, started yesterday with Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, in front of the House, being grilled about this revelation that that she upon upon White House orders. She instructed various federal agencies, whether it's FinCEN or FDIC or whatever, to investigate code words and 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 the White House's profile of what an extremist is. So, if you've ever if you paid for a T-shirt or a hat or whatever through online banking, or or, or if you spent money at Dick's or Cabela's. Or ever search for MAGA hat or Trump hat or whatever, you got investigated. I mean, th- this is outrageous, and I know what a tremendous violation this is. It's just that they're going, they're going to say the liberal media is going to say that's not about civil rights. That's about chasing down extremists. And she spe- she flew her colors yesterday. Fox News Digital exclusively reported the federal government basically profiled who they thought would be a person of interest. And it came down to. So are you in this profile? People who love to shop at Cabela's, Dick's Sporting Goods or Bass Pro Shops who might have purchased religious books. It sounds a lot like most Americans. Those were the red flags investigators wanted banks to look out for. A sign they said someone could be a homegrown violent extremist. Yellen when do you, can you believe that? Um, it, it reminds me of when speaking of uh, Janet, uh, Janet Napolitano was putting returned veterans uh, on a homeland security, uh, you know, like likely members of a militia or something. And that was before January sixth. That that was the 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 previous iteration of uh, gun hating, conservative hating uh, liberals in charge of authority. Uh, and uh, w- w- with no uh, Super Bowl counterfeit merch to chase, they chase uh, people who buy stuff at Cabela's. Fully in to respond. And then when 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 asked about, you know, is this true or not? And knowing full well, because she she's brief before she goes before Congress. No one sits before Congress and says, yeah, bring it on. Whatever you got for me. You're prepped. You know, we 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 need answers on the following this and that. Whether it's Mayorkas or her. Um, I will read that question and get it back to you is not a correct answer. I believe on this topic and we intend to investigate fully and to respond. Have you instructed banks and financial institutions institutions to provide this information? Well, FinCEN's job is to work with financial institutions to make sure... Are they instructing them? Financial institutions to search Americans' legal transactions in attempts to surveil their purchases. I, I promise a thorough look into everything. Not acceptable, but that's what she said yesterday. She's in front of the Senate right now. I just have a feeling 
it's uh, more more engaging than uh, oral arguments before the uh, Supreme Court, but I might be wrong. Well, I suppose this court would be saying something along the lines of— Yeah, they need a, they need a old-timey violinist in the Supreme Court. Or uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan soundtrack. How does that go? Is that oh that's that's low swelling music? Yeah, keep, uh, keep playing the Supreme Court there. Wait, wait, wait. Fox News Digital wait, no, wait. gives them the power to to appoint their own electors as they see fit. But if they're going to use a federal constitutional qualification as a ballot access determinant, then it's creating a federal constitutional question that then this court decides and other courts other states if, if this court affirms the decision below that's jason murray colorado voters attorney jason earn this it's law and state procedure well i mean if we access. if we affirmed and we said he was ineligible to be president yes maybe some states would say well you know we're gonna keep him on the ballot anyway but i mean really it's gonna have as justice kagan Warden. said the effect of amy coney burris who they thought would be a person so there, of there, interest there you and go. Came down. i'm gonna turn that on back on again anyway um that's happening. It'll come down as analysis a little later on. And, you know, Wild Stab, the MSNBC. MSNBC uses, uh, what is his name, Katal, K-A-Y-T-A-L, used to be a, a solicitor for Obama. And he was that guy who got stuck at Burning Man. He was wearing, like, these wacky Captain Fantastic Elton John glasses and, like, a, a, a Speedo with wings. Like, a Speedo with Pegasus wings. He's hippie weirdos. <laughs> And he got, and he was Instagramming from there. I'm like, didn't that guy used to be Obama's lawyer? And he he obviously had done a buble dose of uh, of uh, of the mushrooms uh, or something. And like, my buddy told me this is just the first is that mushrooms, and he was lying. And because because I used to live in Nevada, everybody at Burning Man is on drugs. And so if you're a former Obama administration official and you're tweeting from when you got mudded out, when they got when everyone got stuck at Burning Man and no one brought uh, extra food or water and, and then it was descending into Mad Max. And so so now you have a former Obama solicitor general wearing wacky sunglasses and a speedo with wings and from Instagram and you fear him. Now you you would be put on a spit and eaten, you know, frankly, but uh, but how about me um, getting um, Michael Bublé ready to go uh, about about the mushrooms? My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. That's why they resigned me. That that kind of radio magic. Um, okay, so uh, more more stuff. Uh, so coming out of uh, it's a long report by Channel Thirteen, but the Department of uh, Child, Family, and or child, child, youth, and family. It's, it's a bad, just, just call, you know, boil it down to Child Protective Services. But the Washington State Department of Child, uh, Children, Youth, and Families, they run the Emerging Adult uh, f uh, Detention Facility in Chehalis. And if you drive south on I-5, going through Chehalis, look to your left, and they're up on sort of a rise on an anti-flood hill called Green Hill, is this... Uh, Razor wired off facility, and it's a school, and it's for it's for the kids that are no longer minors, but are not eligible for state prison. So now they're twenty three, twenty four, so they're not being kicked out. You know, in there with fifteen year olds in the 
correctional facility. It's like at, up at Echo, Echo Glen off I-90 where they always escape. There's no fences, no thing. But the crazy part about it is it's such an endemic problem that a state law enforcement agency served a search warrant and searched the place down, and they found years of stored-up drugs. And they and then Channel 13 found a, a former employee whistleblower uh, who was talking about, you know, the kids are openly using drugs. He had some kid walk past him, and he said, hey, are you okay? He had the kid sit down, and he flopped over because uh, he was ODing on fentanyl. And Chehalis, the, 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 the state, had said, oh, and we've only had— um, yeah, three uses, three doses of Narcan in in our kids. There is a problem at this school. Shayla's PD responds, and they said, well, no, we got like five of them down here. And one of them, they gave a guy eight Narcan shots. And, I mean, it really is a problem. It's a scandal. It's a big, big deal. But, you know, apparently I'm, I'm from the side that doesn't care about people. And I'm telling you, if you're putting these people in that facility um, and they are wards of the state and they're off our streets, keep them there, but keep them safe. I'm not, you know, I don't want them thrown into, uh, you know, a, a bear pit or something. Not now, anyway. Um, I mean, your, your, your job, uh, you tell me all the time, is to keep them safe, but you're not keeping them safe. And the governor won't even uh, answer questions on camera. He d he wants to run from this because right now this is ugly. Between a dead newborn in Port Townsend and a dead 19-year-old in Chehalis, the state is failing the people that are most helpless. And that's not supposed to happen in the most, you know, compassionate, on the with the compassionate side with the mon monopoly and government. But they're failing. They're failing newborns and they're failing uh, the convicted. And so... Uh, there you go. James Lankford is still, they describe him as conser really conservative and super bipartisan. Doesn't mean that's a good bill. And that's why it went down. Um, and I saw Chris Murphy was on MSNBC last night, and, and I'll find that, that audio. But he called them undocumented Americans. No, no, they're not. Oops. <laughs> I'll find that. He talked to that moon face, uh, Chris Hayes, who has a show still. <clears throat> and And he said... Uh, this is this is how we we have to manage these undocumented Americans. It's like, well, Dr. Freud, your unregistered, your future voter is online too, um, and this is this is so. Wait, who's he? He's who's he talking to in this? Um, I had Langford last week saying you have to read the bill. People are they're complaining that there's some artificial uh, five thousand person per per day head. No, no, there's not. You got to read the bill. Well, bill came out Sunday night. We read it. Turns out there's a rolling average that if the border exceeds five thousand illegals crossing per day, then they can shut the border down. And he said, shut the border down for weeks and weeks and weeks. No, well, a maximum of forty five days per calendar year. So it was never what he said it was. I'm going to vote yes to be able to move on to this bill. So we need a change in the law. I understand we have differences, but we've got to sit down together, figure out how we're going to solve problems, because the American people sent us here to do that. This is the pen that I was handed at that desk when I was sworn in to the United States Senate. You are a fail at bipartisanship, or at least uh, standing up for your side. On the, if that's bipartisan, then then just roll over and call it bipartisan. 
or whatever. Anyway, apparently there's a mysterious commentator who has threatened to destroy him. Some of them may have policy differences. Some of them have been very clear with me. They have political differences with the bill. They say it's the wrong time to solve the problem or let the presidential election solve this problem. In fact, I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, none of, nothing was out at that point, that told me flat out, if you try to move- I love that, apparently it was accurate. Apparently leaks are accurate. A bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you because I do not want you to solve this destroy during the presidential you. election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise. Who's he talking about, by the way? I wonder. Are we going to name names when we come back? Uh, back in a second, name 70, uh, 770, uh, 800 If you want to name names, we'll do a checking of your texting right after this on The Brian Suit Show, AM 770. Technically, they might get around, but I agree with you on the Twitter. Um, AM770, KTTH, Brian Suits here. Uh, checking the texting coming up soon, but uh, talking about Jen Jenny Yellen um, not answering a question about uh, instructing uh, banks to spy on all you uh, Bible-thumping uh, insurrectionists who are buying things from places like Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop. And you're not even a Bass Pro. Um, and like I always say, go to gun shows, pay cash, and there's that. Uh, why is Congress asking Secretary Yellen to testify? should ask uh, Jamie Dimon of Chase, Capital One, Visa, MasterCard, why they turned over purchasing data, having searched it without a warrant. Uh, that's because, like FinCEN and others, they have, they have super legal abilities um, with with banks where they can, like, without a warrant, uh, they can search foreign bank records, domestic bank records. If the federal, they don't have to show cause or, or whatever. Tell Greg it's closer to Foghorn Leghorn, not Jefferson Davis. Oh, my Jefferson Davis impression. Well, how do you know? How do you know what he sounded like? But he sounded like a typical Virginian. And we know how. And they sound uh, like Michael Vick. It would have been so awesome to have audio recordings of Lincoln, Douglas, all those guys from back in the day. I think the first president to ever be audio recorded was Theodore Chester B. Arthur, sir. And, and, so, and, you know, that's why at the very the final episode, the last 10 minutes of the Civil War, they have those chaps from the last Gettysburg reunion, like right. 1913 like or 90 19 years old. Yeah, and they're really old. And but they still talk like they talk, and also because the union guys would would write, and then they did their feminine rebel yell, and we peed ourselves laughing. But no one knew what the rebel yell sounded like. 
And then they, they, you know, when they're old guys, they're like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> and then the guy goes, that's the rebel yell. Damn. So I sense it, it was an old man doing what he thought was uh, the old rebel yell. Uh, but then again, uh, there was no recording of a bonsai charge, but except that they said bonsai. So uh, there, there you go. Tangent Town, um, population me on, on this one. Um, okay, congratulations, Brian and producer Greg, for two years of great shows. This is 951. Another, another Californians being one of those streamer podcasters. And we welcome you. Um, it's and okay, well, inside baseball. It's heading to Olympia to cover the nonsense of the day. Just want to say congratulations on your two-year anniversary. Listen to you every single morning, and you get the best morning show anywhere. Producer Greg is a rock star. Oh wow! I I added that. No, 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 she did. So thank you. I know who that is. By the way, from the 206, wow, two years and I'm still listening, even after moving out of the state of Washington. That's so 635. Yeah. I read that one. So nice we had to say it twice. Uh, and so J- Lois Lerner and John Cost Cannon both sat there and lied about the IRS targeting people who don- donated to Tea Party groups. Oh, that was the thing. They, they first weaponized that um, during the Obama administration. Um, because the Tea Party, you know, was founded and originated in in Seattle, and so very much uh, on our on our radar. Um, okay, so time to name names. Um, so John Langford said, uh, "Why, why, so a conservative?" He he said, "Commentator, right?" Some of may have that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content. None, nothing was out at that point. That told me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you, because I do not want you to solve it. He said that he said that was a conservative commentator. So we have a I don't know if this is an educated guess or not, but someone says Jesse Kelly. Okay, <clears throat> Jesse Kelly threatening to destroy you on his show. Uh, is like uh, some some guy on the Weather Channel saying, "I will destroy you on Tornado Corner, or whatever." If if your name isn't Rush or Limbaugh, you don't have that kind of influence today. You, you just don't. Um, if your name is you or Tube or or you know what, I would say Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan maybe. Um, he has he has a tremendous influence uh, with uh, conservatives because he told the truth about the vaccination and because the second liberals tried to destroy someone, suddenly I'm interested in that guy and, and their opinions. And, uh, so anyway, lots of texts into the show this morning about the breaking news story of the day. And that is the bag of free apples outside in the newsroom that you, uh, went discovered <laughs> rummaged <laughs> from the four two five. next up on hot apple talk, eat the core or not, Brian, no arsenic. Arsenic and the uh, seeds. Oh my! Yeah, I don't know that. From don't eat the seeds. Six. Try my favorite, the Envy Apple. Trader Joe's has them. Ever heard of them? Yes, I have. Then the the tiny ones, the Rockets. Remember that we we had that discussion a couple of weeks ago. Those are really good, but they're tiny. I mean, they're wee. They're like a fat plum. And from the five six two, you're wrong on this. Granny Smith, the best. From the 425. Granny Smith is the one I was thinking of. Okay. Junami apple? Best I've ever had, but impossible to find. Brian. I'm not anti-Semitic, so no, no thank you. Oh, you think? It's not J-E-W. 
What, what is it? It's uh, J-U, I think. Like Jumanji? What was it? A Jumani? A Junami? Junami? I don't buy it. Um, 509, Brian, not to be a black pill, but can you draw any similarities to the U.S. now and the fall of the Roman Empire? We are run by out-of-touch numbskulls. What do you think? Well, that's the, the the biggest argument to my proposed American Foreign Legion uh, is that, that at the end, the Romans uh, devolved defending their empire to non-Romans. And that, that was uh, that was be beginning of the end. They would conquer a territory and say, you too can participate in the Roman dream. Just wear that loincloth uh, for uh, 10 years and be a legionnaire. Legionary or whatever, but because uh, I've I've always pointed out there would be no problem with navy or army recruiting if we allowed someone citizenship at the end of their first enlistment. We would have eight hundred thousand fully trained infantry, but they would all be Filipino, South Korean, uh, and Belgian, you know, or whatever. And and uh, because the French foreign, the whole thing about the French Foreign Legion is that you can engage in foreign adventurism and not lose a Frenchman by law. Um, you can go to Mali for two years and, and lose uh, Ukrainians and Russians and Japanese or whatever, because you can't join the French Foreign Legion if you're a French citizen. However, here's the punchline. If it weren't for the, about 50% of the French Foreign Legion uh, are French, they just lie. Because when you join the Foreign Legion, this is why it has that reputation. If you're wanted in your home country for anything but murder, for malfeasance or embezzlement or whatever, when you go join, as long as you're honest up front and say, listen, my name is Fred Fredson. I'm from Muckleteo. I'm fleeing a domestic violence uh, warrant. I, I didn't do it. She's lying. And then they do run you through Interpol. It comes back that you have a non-extraditable warrant out of Muckleteo, Washington, and whatever. So as long as you're honest up front, you you now get to join under any name but your own. So you join as Pepe Le Pew, Private Pepe Le Pew. At the end of your enlistment, you're offered French citizenship with that name. So you can change your name legally and have a French uh, passport as Pepe Le Pew. So you can change your identity in three years. And that's the romance of the French Foreign Legion, the whole thing. Now, you wouldn't do that. In America, it would be present, you know, uh, reliable legal documents so that we can enlist you to the American standard, the whole thing, be your, be a real person, don't be a murderer, the whole thing. But that is the one parallel is that the Romans got tired of defending their own, uh, their own empire and they began uh, folding in everybody from the Scythians of Ukraine to the Galicians to everybody and no one was invested in a thing called Rome uh, but was there ever really a thing called Rome, or was it just a parade of, of dictators? Eh, parade of dictators is a pretty good, um, uh, pretty good characterization on that one. Do you, do you, I don't believe that. What was that? The thing that came out a couple of years ago that two thirds of American men drift off and dream and and daydream about the Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. No, no one, no one knows about the the Roman Empire. I had a dream last night about Romulus and Remus. Really. Not really. <clears throat> From the 509, the only difference between the Roman Empire and America is the Romans had good roads, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Yeah, they're finding, finding that out in Southern California because potholes love rainstorms.
uh, and your and your heavy cars. Uh, it was Emperor. Um, oh, the emperor that took the Roman Empire, Christian Constantine. Constantine, because on the eve of the Battle of Byzantium, he saw in the sky a cross. Here we go. And he said, "In hoc signo vinces, in this sign we shall conquer." He said, "Veni, vidi, vici." No, he said, "In hoc." Signo Vinches, um, in this sign, we shall conquer. But who are today's Visigoths? Th- then a couple of years later, uh, it was taken back to the, the polytheistic, uh, you know, ox killers and all that. But anyway, then they went back to the whole Christianity thing. And it's um, uh, all, all, all the great Cecil B. DeMille epics of the 50s. Like the one, what was the one where John Wayne was the, the Roman legion who... Who uh, when when they crucified Surely Jesus? He <laughs> was the king yeah, of kings. Surely this man is a son of God. <laughs> but, yeah, really? that was it. Yeah, they don't make those anymore. We don't have like Eastwood or whatever. Son of God and all this confusion. I've confused him with other sons of God. Back in a second, I'm some Sony KTTH. Happy families are all alike. Unhappy families are unhappy in their own way. So begins Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. And uh, a really disturbing story, and we're waiting until 9 p.m. This not a 6 a.m. story. I would say in the fullness of time, now that we have two years under our belt here in the Brian Suit Show, uh, the 6 a.m. hour is... If you set your alarm for seven, definitely listen to the 6 a.m. hour. Information that really doesn't belong in the 7 a.m. hour. Out of respect for the fact that most people have their kids in the car. We say stuff that is just far too hot for the later hours. My hot takes. And this, I saw the story last night and don't know really what to make of it, except, uh, you know, I, other people's pain is not entertainment. I mean, the, the most uh, final of pain. The former CEO of the Seattle Humane Society uh, evidently uh, shot and killed his wife in their North Bend home a month ago before turning the gun on himself. Um, he's been identified, and I, I'd imagine friends and family are as confused as anyone else. Anyway, he killed his wife. Uh, David Lowe killed his wife, Judy Lowe, and put her body in a freezer in the garage. This is according to Squamie PD. Maintenance workers discovered their bodies January 31st during a welfare check. Uh, he had been dead for approximately one month when their bodies were found. It's unclear when Judy Lowe was killed. Also in the freezer, four cats also f- found dead in the freezer. Four cats. I, no agency has requested necropsies, so the cats' cause of death aren't known. I, I mean, it, it, 
uh, uh, something, uh, you know, obviously something unspeakably painful, you know, drove them to this or something. But anyway, evidence suggests that the murder-suicide on Stonebook Drive, this is as you go through North Bend and, like, you're going to exit at the <clears throat> um, at those luxury outlet malls. Uh, oh, this yeah. is to the south of uh, Year 90 on that one. Um they were being evicted from their unit in the arrived North Bend complex because uh, he was the only person on the lease. Rent hadn't been paid. Well, one month and you're going to evict him. Um, uh, the home was nearly vacant with just a few pieces of furniture. Anyway, <clears throat> authorities will look into that. Um, and the the story, maybe we'll get to it uh, tomorrow a little more, but the outbreak of, of uh, Atlanta... Uh, squatting. I mean, th this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. That and why? Why Atlanta? Because it's been happening on the West Coast for for decades. Uh, so I I have no idea except that there is a. Welcome back. Squatters have taken over hundreds of houses in Atlanta. There are reports of illegal tenants taking over twelve hundred homes there. Large is live from Atlanta. And part of the deal is. Real estate law, tenant law, that's civil. Um, and so th there used to be an online guide. When the big collapse happened, and that was 2008, the big uh, housing collapse and all that, thousands of newly built townhomes. I mean, it's kind of like China back in 2008, 2008. There were empty new properties in Washington, in Oregon, and in California. And guides went online about how to squat how to break in and like thing one, it was, it was a step-by-step -step thing. Like thing one, um, find a property. Well, in 2008, it was not even close to how easy it is right now to find an empty property, Airbnb, you know, whatever, Verbo, find a place that's being rented out. And, uh, like that, that's like the hardest one is rent out a Verbo or whatever for a week, go down to the County seat and do a title search, find the original title and then you know get the title fraud the whole thing the the one the the weird one that that worked for people in California was or here in Washington was a if it's a newly constructed house that that a bank owns because it was and it was never sold it never had an owner besides the bank you break in you call a locksmith to come and change the locks now you have the locks now you call a utility and you start electricity or water in your name. And because the banks back then were not spending money to assert ownership, people like a, a two years ago by, and they would not dispute your ownership. And then you got like a de facto title. It was nuts that it was legal, but people knew how to work the system. They taught others how to do it. Um, and, and the whole thing. And that, I don't know how prevalent it ever was in Oregon, uh, or here, but it, it's weird parts of the law where you live, your stuff is there, your stuff is unpacked, um, and all this. And and some of the messes in Atlanta, one guy basically squatted in a mansion, like an 8,000-square-foot mansion, and he turned it into a <gasps> strip club. And people were, you know, pulling up like like Atlanta Falcons and and Atlanta Hawks NBA players were were partying there. They were on Instagram, the whole thing. And uh, in Texas, oddly enough, um, 
it becomes criminal after your first citation or something. So you can have law enforcement show up with shields and bang sticks and the whole deal. But in other in other states, like especially out west, it's pure civil. That's that. You can't call uh, the law and say, get those scoff laws out of my house or, or whatever. And um, uh, this guy in Atlanta describes, he, he's, he's a, a booming business in uh, Georgia is cleaning up after squatters are finally evicted w- without getting shot at. I had the opportunity to go to a site where squatters were. And it just festooned with garbage. I mean, the guy's job was to pull up a, a big dumpster and sit there with a, with a hay fork uh, sticking uh, sticking it in, in bags of garbage. When the sheriff's department or cops kick the squatters out, you got to go in there and clean all of that mess up. What does it look like when you go in there? It, it varies, sir, but on average, a property like this, especially out in this part of Atlanta, they're, they're just completely destroyed. I've seen everything from just a couple holes in the wall to the entire home spray painted. So, and, and, and it's, by the way, it's especially, not especially. And, and Chipotle, not Chipotle. Um, so we'll get into that uh, tomorrow. Um, if uh, if there's an attorney, maybe who 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 has some some heads, because I mean it's it's a real niche legal specialty to be you know uh, help squatters in my house. Uh, but there are remedies, and and what you should know, and and also by the way, don't post that you're on vacation. Post when you get home from vacation, exhausted from a month in Yucatan or whatever. Because that's the other horror stories. People are getting home and finding out someone is sitting in their house. And suddenly the direct TV, the electricity, everything is no longer in your name. Because when the police show up, there's that one house in Hollywood, some like hillside luxury house. All the guy has to do is... Go online and find a, a boilerplate lease agreement, fake fill it out, hit print, and then wave that at police. When the popo shows up, they're not forgery experts. The guy's presenting a lease. It looks uh, in order, the whole thing. They they get back in the car and they go, oh, well, no harm, no foul. So it's it's really, really, uh, it's disturbing to see. That's, that's, my, that's my hot take. What's your hot take, Producer Greg? I concur. So you're disturbed as well. Where it's three days. You have three days. If you're not paying for the home, if you're not complying with the lease, then the sheriff's department steps in, and they. And he's describing Texas. Uh, there, somewhere. Anyway, what's our law? I don't know. But if you do know, be suits at Bonneville.com for another two years at least. Anyway, um, that was. Did I tell you about my little uh, confusion? <clears throat> because. The difference between resign and resign is a hyphen. You learn something new. So every I intended day. to resign, but it got autocorrected, and and my agent went bananas. Um, and then I said, "No, no, calm down. I'm resigning today. You'll get a copy." Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow for the actual Friday. I'm going to say none of this stays in tomorrow's uh, 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 our, our 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 full full dress rehearsal. I think it was a total horrible show, but we'll get to we'll get to a good show tomorrow. But I don't know. You tell me um, from the app. Download uh, the show and join uh, the other many, 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 many people that download the show or stream the show. But see you tomorrow at six a.m. AM seven seventy KTTH. Today is the hardest I have worked in a long, long time. Goodbye. <laughs>